We are live, ladies and gentlemen. There's got to be a... There's got to be a better way to... Situate this... Uh, the, the camera so it's not like some weird... I got to push the button. It's Rob Zakari, Rob Zakari Show. We are live. But there's got to be a way. I, you know, I think I'm going to have to... This weekend, go out and get a iPad. I know somebody had suggested that when we first started this uh, this whole Periscope experiment. Because next Monday, don't forget, guys, uh, Monday we uh, uh, switch times. We will officially be on at uh, seven p.m. West Coast time, and that's at 10 p.m. on the East Coast. So our first official show will actually be um, debate after coverage. So that will be kind of neat. We will be discussing the debate and uh, what happened and so forth and so on. So that will be good. But I'm definitely going to get the iPad thing going. That way we don't have to deal with the whole uh, me putting the finger on the bah. on the uh, the button. I mean, it's a pain in the ass. All right, so I'm over. Well, I'm not over, but discussing the riots and protests and so forth and so on in uh, Charlotte um, it's just getting too frustrating <laughs> it's it is watching the coverage and uh, listening to um, the Angela Rays and the Don Lemons and Charles blows it, it, it's 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 just too it's too frustrating it's too frustrating. It's too frustrating. Last night they had a curfew that, of course, no one followed. And uh, the um, National Guard and the police and SWAT and everybody that was involved um, basically figured... If we uh, show enough force, so it, it's it's kind of funny. It's it's kind of like a double. It, it's a it's a it's a double kind of conversation. On one side, you have people asking the Black Lives Matter terrorists why last night was not as. Purge like than the night before, and they say, "Well, that's because uh, the police were not uh, as militarized, and they were more respectful, and they didn't show a aggressive posture towards people." And then when you talk to officials and you say, 
Why do you think last night wasn't as uh, purge-like the night before? And they say, well, because there were more of us. So it's funny, listening to both sides try to explain why last night was not like the night before. Now, I don't like to disagree with my Black Lives Matter friends. But it's obvious that when there are hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of National Guard and SWAT and police prepared and ready for individuals trying to throw reporters into fires, things are not going to descend into chaos. And also, when you actually have some leaders from the community going, hmm, maybe it doesn't look too good for these individuals to be beating up reporters, breaking windows, lighting things on fire, beating people up, shooting each other. Maybe that doesn't help our cause. And so in turn, you have some people from the community actually step up and say, hey, guys, we're not going to achieve anything By trying to kill reporters. So, you have what you had last night. Now, as we speak, there is a video that's been released by the wife or girlfriend of the individual that was shot in Charlotte. She shot the video. Never heard of this video before never heard of the video before but I guess this video existed and it is being broadcasted on television right now so I can't comment on it I only saw the first minute of the police telling the individual to put the gun down put the gun down get out of the car unlock the car put the gun down Now remember, the individual in the Charlotte shooting, the police officer is black. The chief of police is black. This isn't a white police officer or a white police force running around the streets of Charlotte looking for black people to kill. This is as Angela Ray from CNN describes it systemic oppression.
systemic oppression. Now let's put that uh, on a shelf for a minute. Let's put that on a shelf for a minute. Because as you know, I have talked about it on this program before. Countless times. And I will talk about it one more time because I have more information that bolsters what I think as far as police shootings and things that happen. Rather, it's the FBI or DEA. When we claim everything that happens is racism, you diminish what racism is. When you have to pull Halloween costumes for sale because they're deemed racist, you diminish what true racism is. When everything that offends you is labeled racist, Islamophobe, homophobe, xenophobe, you diminish what legitimately is racist, Islamophobe, xenophobe, Homophobe. And somehow this notion that someone just being stupid or someone being incompetent, someone being ignorant is never factored into any of these equations. Now, last night, the Tulsa DA filed charges against Betty Shelby. Yes, good old Betty Shelby. First degree manslaughter. First degree manslaughter. Betty Shelby was charged with. And as they dig through more of who Betty Shelby is, a picture is now emerging of somebody. Who did not get out of (laughs) bed, get into her car, go to the police station, get her uniform on, get her gun, and then decide, I'm going to go hunting for black people. Instead, it was an incompetent woman who had no business 
being a police officer, but because in 2016, we have put ourselves in such a place that there is no background checks. There is no weeding out the trash. There is no weeding out the incompetence. Because especially in the case of a woman, if you do that, you're sexist. But it's obvious that this woman had no business being a police officer. Now, guys, Tulsa, Oklahoma, has a history of giving guns and badges and the authority to people who have no business Possessing these things. Something that hasn't really been brought up. But I will bring it up. And maybe some other news outlets will bring it up. Like I said. When you start talking about these things. And start flushing out the dots. As I like to call them. And with those dots, we connect those dots. And if you connect these dots, you're not going to come up with a systemic, racist organization in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Where white police officers are hunting blacks. No. You're going to come up with systemic incompetency. Now, remember the name Robert Bates? Remember him? No, you don't remember him, but that was Tulsa, Oklahoma. He was a, I think, 70-year-old man, 65-year-old man. Basically, somebody who had no business having a gun and a badge. He was a volunteer deputy. He was a volunteer deputy. Actually, he was somebody that wanted to play cop. And because he gave money to whatever police fund is in Tulsa, Oklahoma, they basically let him play police officer. And during an undercover drug sting... As police officers were arresting a suspect, Robert Bates 
was part of this operation, he accidentally shot the suspect. He accidentally shot the suspect. He thought when he pulled out his gun, it was his taser. And in turn, when he shot the suspect, you heard him say, Oh, man, I'm sorry. Oh, I met, I met, oh. You hear him on camera. You hear him on body cam. Oh, I messed up. Now, that wasn't racism. That wasn't an individual getting up in the morning saying, I'm going to hunt black people. It was somebody who had no business having a gun and a badge. And being able to roam the streets playing cop. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. So this same police force, this this same city, the same individuals from the Tulsa, Oklahoma area employed a woman who had a restraining order put on her by her husband's or her ex-husband's new wife because Betty Shelby would make threatening and harassing phone calls. As far as I'm concerned, that disqualifies you from being a police officer. Like I've said before, I'm 43. When I was 16, I wanted to be a cop. I wanted to work in the FBI. I wanted to work in the DEA. I wanted to work in law enforcement. And when I was 16, I was told that you had to have a pristine, pristine background to the point where You couldn't even have family that had been in trouble. You couldn't even have family that was suspect of anything. Because if your dad was a criminal, or your mom was a criminal, or your brother was a criminal, they would be afraid 
that you would not be able to do your job adequately, or at least you would be compromised. Back when I was 16, you even had to have a two-year degree. Now, when I say had to, of course it wasn't a requirement. But when you're sitting in a room and you're taking the exam with 50 or 60 other people, and there's only 10 spots that are open on the Rochester Police Force, they're not looking through those 50 applicants and taking the individuals who barely passed high school. But here we are in 2016 and you literally can have Domestic abuse charges and still be a police officer. So, like I've said before, not everything, not everything is racism. Not everything is racism. And when you label everything racism, you diminish the things that are actually racist. When you scream racism about a Disney Halloween costume, and say, oh, that's a racist costume, that's a Samoan, Hawaiian, what? What are you talking about? That's racism. You use the words racism and sexism over and over and over and over and over again. Eventually, people go, yeah, 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 sure. And that's why the Tulsa situation is fascinating Because you have a woman. So, of course, if you criticize too much, you're a sexist. You have somebody with a past that shows that she's unstable. And then you have a police department that seems to not do a good job of vetting police officers. And they're not looking for the best and the brightest. They're just looking for warm bodies. So not only does Betty Shelby have a restraining order 
filed against her or a restraining order filed against her. For harassing phone calls. She also has a restraining order where her and an ex-boyfriend traded traded vandalism crimes. So her and a boyfriend broke up and each of them trashed each other's car. And they both filed restraining orders against each other. Now, was that eventually tossed out of court? Yeah. Was the protective order eventually denied? Yeah. But the fact of the matter is these are red flags. These are red flags with an individual that you're putting a gun in her hand, a badge, and giving her the authority to arrest people, to use judgment when to fire a weapon, when to give somebody a ticket, when to pull someone over, when to do anything that involves authority over another individual. And rather, uh, Betty Shelby had charges dropped against her or a restraining order denied the fact that she was involved in situations that otherwise would disqualify somebody just in the grand scheme of life. I mean, I'm not exactly a, you know... Poindexter, <laughs> such an old phrase. I'm not exactly a, 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 you know, walk the straight line type of person. You know, I, I've had my fair share of issues, and, and I've been around my fair share of people that have had issues, but never once. Have I ever sat there and went, hmm, I'm going to go and vandalize my ex's car? Hmm. I mean, that's, that's just such an unhinged thing to do. It really is. It's such an unhinged thing to do. I'm going to go and and, and key my girlfriend's car. She was so mean to me. 
It's just, it's just an unhinged thing to do. So when you take all of these things into account, the concept of racism is not on the top of the list. It's on the bottom of the list. It doesn't even, as far as I'm concerned, exist on the list. Betty Shelby. Betty Shelby is an incompetent, mentally unstable individual. An incompetent, mentally unstable individual who was hired by a police department who has no problem giving guns and badges to other mentally unstable individuals. And I do consider when you hit 70 or or 72 years old, parts of your brain go into decline which would make you mentally unstable. And this police department has no problem with giving old people guns and badges. And let them go play cops and robbers. And when that happens, they don't realize that what they're pulling out of their holster is a gun and not a taser i.e. i.e. So, we have to use racism for when there really is racism. And we have to point to incompetence When the incompetency level is at about a thousand. Because it's obvious that the incompetency level was at a, a, a billion involving Betty Shelby. About a, about, a, about a billion. And she was the only one that pulled her revolver out. Everyone else had tasers. She had her gun. She fired her gun while another officer fired a taser. He probably looked at her after and went, What, what are you? What the hell's wrong with you? I was scared. Well, then why are you even a cop? Well, I don't know. You seem like the type of person that would vandalize an ex's car. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What are you, Robert Bates' daughter? Are you Robert Bates' daughter? You must be Robert Bates' daughter. 
You you gotta be Robert Bates's daughter. This guy's doing four years. So he'll be in prison along with Betty Shelby. So it's not racism. It's incompetency. Which then in turn brings us to the good old FBI. Like I said, man, instead of rushing to judgment on police shootings, okay? Instead of rushing to judgment, let the facts play out. For some reason, as it pertains to Muslims and Islam and terrorism, you have to slow walk to the point where you're not even crawling. As it pertains to those things, you have to walk like a turtle. You literally have to walk like a turtle. But when it comes to the police shootings, you sprint. You're Hillary Clinton, you sprint. You scream. You're Angela Ray, you scream. But when it comes to Muslims, Islam, we need to know all the facts. You can't condemn immigrants. You can't condemn Islam. This individual's an American citizen. This individual... Okay. <laughs> okay. But if you let the facts play out, you start seeing a bigger picture. So we have a bigger picture involving Tulsa. And a history of incompetence. And I've said from day one. That the FBI. Under this administration. Just might not be. In the bag. For Hillary Clinton. Just might not be. Just might not be. There there might not be. Secret deals. With James Comey, James Comey's brother, and the Clinton Foundation. It just might be that the FBI under Barack Hussein Obama suffers from incompetency, extreme incompetency. So, New information that has just been released is that Ahmad Ramami has a sister, Aziza Ramami.
And Aziz lives with the family above the fried chicken shop. And on her Facebook back in 2014, she was praising different terrorists. Now again, this Ahmad Rami was on the radar when the father said, hey, my son's a terrorist. And the FBI went, hmm. What did he do? He stabbed his brother. He stabbed a family member. Hmm. Well, let's get some history on this fella. Oh, wow. Okay. So he went to, he's, he's been traveling back and forth to Pakistan. Okay. They're relatives. You know what? Let's do a little bit more probing. And if they did a little bit more probing... They would have saw that the sister on Facebook posted, if defending ourselves is terrorism, then let history be witness that we are terrorists. Ah. (laughs) Ah. Ah. (laughs) I mean... If the FBI would have done their job just a little, just a little. If the FBI would have done their job like they used to do back in the 80s with the mafia, they would have got this guy. They would have got this guy. You know, when you listen to the liberals like Chris Matthews and the rest of these inflamers, they act as if the only thing that has happened is that Adnan was born overseas, is Islamic, and might have might have looked at websites that show you how to make bombs. I mean, to watch them defend the FBI, defend Obama, and say, well, how do you stop this living in a free society? You can't stop this living in a free society. Unless you're going to take people's rights away, you can't stop. What are you talking about? There's so many flags. There's so many flags. Again, the mafia. Okay? And we're talking about thousands of members. Is the mafia still around today? Sure. But it's, I don't know, as big as a, as a, as a pinhead. 
the mafia as we know it today is gone. Why? Because some low-level whatever gets picked up for drugs and to get out of uh, a, a drug charge, he goes, hey, you know, I'm also a runner for XYZ. You know, we have a big booking operation in Queens. I got about 75 people that I deliver money to. And instantly the FBI goes, hmm, very interesting. And they investigate. They investigate from picking up a a low-level Goomba who's got a couple ounces of Coke on him who then tells them about a bookmaking operation that he delivers money for. And that gets the ball rolling. And before you know it, they have 24-hour surveillance on Genovese family, the Gambino family, the Bonanno family. Go to Philadelphia, uh, skinny Joey Marlino. The list goes on and on. Now, you got, first off, you got people born in Pakistan, born in Afghanistan. Immigrating to the United States when the left goes, yeah, but he was seven years old. Stop. Just stop. Okay? Just stop. Stop. You immigrate here and you still have family members in hot, hot, hot spots of terror and you're going back and forth to these hot spots? Don't give me, well, what? He, he, was, he came here when he was young. Just stop. And you know, you, you know you're, just, you're just saying this stuff because it makes Obama and everybody around him look complicit in what has been going on for seven and a half years. If you look at FBI and mafia investigations or ecstasy ring, uh, you know, uh, drug rings, bookmaking operations, Ponzi schemes, Martha Stewart, (laughs) Teresa and Joe Gadeichi. If you look at the things that launched investigations that put all these people and all these organizations behind bars and compare that to Ahmad Rami or the Orlando terrorist or the San Bernardino terrorists or Fort Hood All of these terror attacks should never have happened because there was more evidence to open up lengthy investigations into these situations than there was to put any of the people and any of the organizations that I listed in prison. When you have a sister 
going on social media saying, yeah, then I'm a terrorist. I'm a te- you're a terrorist. Are you kidding me? I mean, this is somebody that that would post pro-terrorist propaganda, pictures, sayings, praising the Muslim Brotherhood, talking about no to democracy, no to secularism. This was all out there in plain sight. And the FBI said, we had no reason to lock him up. But nobody said lock him up. You investigate. You do what you did to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Italian Americans. What? <laughs> I mean, I mean the FBI. Listen, the FBI went after John Gotti's son, not once, not twice, but three times. They kept getting hung juries, hung, uh, mistrial, t- not mistrials, but where the jury said, "Hey, we're deadlocked." The FBI, the government said, all right, we're going to do it again. Same outcome. The FBI said, we're going to do it again. Same outcome. That's amazing. That's amazing. And yet, under this president, the FBI has a treasure trove. A treasure trove. Treasure trove of information. And they go, eh, you know what? I mean, they didn't even interview Rama. They didn't even interview Rami. Nothing. It's just um, it's 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 just amazing. It's just amazing. It really is. I mean, the guy even has jihadi videos on his YouTube page. And then footage from one of his siblings showing Rami exploding a container in his backyard. Guys, do you realize that you cannot put a picture of boobs, okay, on Facebook without getting your account shut down? You can't put video on YouTube of a girl performing a Lewinsky. Okay, 
try to put up a video of a Lewinsky and see what happens to your YouTube account. See what happens to your YouTube account. There's a filter. Okay? There is a filter. Don't ask me how this filter is done. Don't ask me how the process is done. But we damn well know, and again, it's because of this president, it's because of this administration, it's because of Valerie Jarrett. Uh, I, I, I mean, the list goes on of all the people. That have to take the blame. But there are programs. That filter out. Boobs. And pornography. And things of that nature. They don't have a room. That has 10,000. 20,000. 30,000 people. That sit around all day. Scanning YouTube. For boobs and porn. They don't. Somehow they have programs. I don't know how it is. We probably will never know, at least during this president's uh, final four months. But they have programs that they've created that set off pings or red flags to individuals from within the company that then shut accounts down. And with that being said, it is very simple for all of these companies to set up the same type of systems to ping and red flag any program or any... uh, you know, video or post or anything of that nature that is of Islamic propaganda and then filter it even more to the point of violent And jihadi type imagery or language. Very simple. It's very simple. For Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. But again, if the FBI would have done their job. And apparently, just like in Tulsa, you have the authority running wild with incompetency. They would have stopped Rami before any of this would have happened. And to watch the left pretend None of this information is out there. And the only way to stop these types of attacks, because of course, 
Ahmad was an American citizen is to take away Americans' rights because you would have to go after people's thoughts. And that's ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. Rami took multiple trips to Afghanistan and Pakistan. And the trips were to places in Afghanistan and Pakistan that were just hotbeds. Hotbeds of terrorist training and activity and so forth and so on. The kid served three months in prison for attacking his mom and stabbing his brother. The father said he was a terrorist. You have the sister who's posting on Facebook that she is a terrorist. You have YouTube videos of Ahmad blowing things up in his backyard and other Explosions and other jihad. And the FBI either missed it because they're incompetent or they purposely were complicit. But it's amazing that this is where we are under the Obama administration. All of those facts are downplayed. We're told in order to stop jihad and things of this nature, you have to take away individual rights. And the situation in Tulsa is all about race, even though... There are so many red flags that point to Betty Shelby just being incompetent and mentally unstable and a police department that has a history not of racism as systemic oppression but as systemic incompetency. A police department that has no standards. A police department that doesn't seem to care who they give a gun and a badge to. And that's the problem. That's the problem. 